We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guy, Cody, here. Guys, I'm officially back. If you're curious where I was during draft weekend, I was actually at a wedding all the way in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So it was a little bit far from home. I tried to help out when I could, but wanted to give a major shout out to Derek for all the work that he did during this draft process, during the draft weekend and all that stuff. Again, tried to contribute when I could, but guys, I'm officially back, got back last night. So, guys, a lot happened. A lot happened with this Indianapolis Colts draft. The Colts, in total, had eight picks in this 2022 NFL draft. They started out with seven picks. They ended out with eight picks. So, I kind of wanted to do a little bit of a draft recap for everybody because there's been a lot going on, and there's been a lot of guys that have been drafted. There's been a lot of undrafted free agents that have signed. So, it's been, needless to say, it's been a crazy weekend for Colts fans and just for NFL fans. It's like Christmas in the middle of the year. So, guys, let's get into it here. The Indianapolis Colts obviously started off, you know, before the draft with pick number 42, and they did like we thought they might do. They traded out of that. They traded all the way down to pick number 53 with the Minnesota Vikings, and in that trade, they also got another third-round pick. They got pick number 77. So pick 53 was their first pick in this year's draft. And with that pick, they picked wide receiver Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. Now, Alec Pierce, 6'3", 215 pounds, around there. I mean, this man is an absolute beast when it comes to the jump ball. I was watching a few Alec Pierce highlights. I mean, this guy is freakishly athletic. And you kind of look at what the Colts didn't do, you know, during the offseason, during free agency. They didn't address the wide receiver position. They actually lost two guys in Zach Paschal, who was really key. You know, say what you want about Zach Paschal as a player, but – he played a significant role for this team the last couple of years. He was an excellent run blocker. He was your leading receiver in 2019. So the Colts, needless to say, they needed to address a wide receiver position probably first. We were all thinking wide receiver was probably going to be the first pick. And the Colts were able to not only get a guy that they really liked and they really valued, they were also able to get another third-round pick out of that. So I thought that was a fantastic trade for them. And, and just as a fit, Alec Pierce was Reggie Wayne's guy, right? Remember Reggie Wayne, wide receivers coach for the Colts. And Alec Pierce was his guy. And and needless to say, Reggie was ecstatic. I mean, you, you can see, you know, Reggie calling Alec when he, they did make the, the pick there and, you know, just how joyful he was and how excited he was to get this man on the roster. So now the Colts have two wide receivers 
that you feel pretty good about for the future, right? Michael Pittman Jr., obviously a thousand yard receiver last year, six foot four, all of 225 pounds. And then Alec Pierce, six foot three, not much smaller than a Michael Pittman Jr. And I think he's going to be a perfect complement to him on that outside. So the Colts have some serious height when it comes to their number one and number two wide receivers. Now the question is, okay, where is Alec Pierce going to fit in early? Is he going to be immediately that number two wide receiver? Is he going to have to work his way up the roster? I think he certainly has a great chance to be that number two wide receiver, but nonetheless, some competition for sure uh, to add to that. He's going to have to earn his way like everybody else, but Strictly from a value standpoint, from where the Colts got him, I really like this selection with what you're able to do in trading back and all those things. So you'll cross that off the list for getting a legitimate potential number two wide receiver. Alec Pierce fits that mold perfectly, I think, with this Frank Reich offense. All right, so that was the first pick for the Colts, pick number 53 there. Now the Colts had their original 73. I shouldn't even say original because they didn't originally have it, but they got it from remember the Carson Wentz trade that they when they traded Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders, they got pick number 73. And with that pick, the Colts addressed another knee. They took Virginia tight end Jelani Woods. And Jelani Woods, talk about a freak athlete, man. I mean, six foot seven, 260 pounds. I mean, this guy has, I mean, I think the biggest knock on him is he only had one year playing tight end, right? So this guy is a serious, serious athlete. I mean, he's obviously got the size, but he's also a freak athlete. Just watching some of his stuff, his RAS score was a 10 out of 10, which is absolutely unheard of. That's absurd. And I think this guy, while he's still pretty raw, I think he's going to see some potentially some, some serious playing time early. I really do. Obviously, the Colts re-signed Mo Ali Cox. They have Kylan Granson, who they drafted last year. But I think Jelani Woods fits into this puzzle maybe a little bit earlier than a lot of people are thinking. So Colts address another need. We, we felt like wide receiver tight end were probably the two biggest needs. Um, certainly the top three biggest needs, one of those the two, both of those positions were the top three, you know, you could, there's debate on, on left tackle in there as well, but needless to say, the Colts got Matt Ryan weapons and they got him some legit freak athlete weapons in the first two picks that they had here. And so we move on now to pick number 77, obviously the pick that they acquired when they traded down with the Minnesota Vikings. And with that pick and guys, I honestly think from a value standpoint, this is my favorite pick out of all of them. They drafted Central Michigan offensive tackle Bernard Raymond. And guys, the reason why I say that is because a lot of people, including myself, including Derek, we had Bernard Raymond potentially at 42. Like, I think this is such a tremendous value pick that the Colts got. And there's reasons why he fell. Obviously, the age, he's 24 years old. You know, the arm length isn't necessarily ideal for a tackle. But then again, now there was Braden Smith. And, you know, also there were some questions about his knees. But Obviously, the Colts did a lot of research on Raymond. They felt good about it. They feel good about him competing with Matt Pryor for left tackle. Will he be the starter at left tackle? I don't think he necessarily has to right away. I think Pryor, they, the Colts talked about when they re-signed Pryor, he's going to get the first look at tackle. But I still always felt like he needed to add some competition, right? You needed to find your left tackle. I think the question was, would a player like Raymond be here in the third round? And nobody thought that he would. So the fact that he's here... That, that Ryman's here, I mean, that is absolutely crazy it, to me that, that he's still there because he's a very good tackle as well. And he's a freaky athlete, you know? Obviously not the same kind of body type as a Danny Pinter, but the same kind of idea where he was a tight end for a while and then he moved over to tackle and he uses that athleticism to his advantage. 
I think in that same way, he's going to use that to his advantage as well, making up for things like the shorter arms and things like that. So all that to say, I really like this pick quite a bit. I think this was my favorite pick, especially from a value standpoint, from what you got, you know, being able to trade and, and have that extra third round pick to go get a guy like this. I think it was so critical because you never know when a good player like Bernard Raymond is going to fall right to you and fall right into your laps, honestly. So, you know, looking at these first three picks, we were wondering all along, okay, are the Colts going to go offense, offense, offense strictly in the first couple rounds? And the first three picks, they did that, right? They they got Matt Ryan weapons and they got him extra protection here. And also at the worst this year, they got him some more depth on that offensive line, which I think is huge, especially at the tackle position where we know how hard it is to find, you know, really, really solid depth pieces. I mean, the Colts got lucky when they traded for Matt Pryor the way that he panned out last year. So all that to say, really, really digged the three, the first three picks that the Colts had here. But then the Colts surprised everybody. And they traded up back into the third round, pick number 96, and they selected Maryland safety Nick Cross. Now, we were all really, really surprised at this because the Colts didn't have another pick for like almost 100 picks. Like it was crazy how high the Colts traded back up to get a guy like Nick Cross. But Chris Ballard said it at the end of the year presser. He said all these things. He said he was just sitting there, man. He's like, wasn't necessarily a need, but he was so high on our board. We made the, we 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 asked ourselves this question. This is what he said. We asked ourselves the question. All right, if he came out next year, where would he be in this draft process? Everybody said second round picks. So they're like, we are more than comfortable trading away our third round pick this next year to go get a guy who's twenty years old, guys. He is extremely young, and the fact the Colts were able to get him in the third round, I think they look at that as like a steal. Now, I don't think he's going to necessarily have significant playing time this year. I could be wrong. I think the Colts have their penciled in starters this next year in Julian Blackman and Kari Willis, but there are still some questions about the future of that group, right? Kari Willis coming off the worst year of his career so far. Um, Julian Blackman obviously has that injury as well. You never know how that's going to go. Colts do have Rodney McLeod, fortunately, so they do have a lot of quality depth there at safety. But I think strictly from Nick Cross, this dude is just an athlete, man. I mean, he's got everything. He's got the speed. He's got a 4-3-40 kind of speed. Um, he's got, you know, the, the size, he's, you know, nearly 215 pounds. He's big. Um, he's strong. He can do all these things. Um, so I think this guy, obviously third round pick, you don't want to make these comps like these superstars, but I think a lot of people were looking at him and saying, man, this guy can kind of do it all kind of like a Tyron Matthew kind of guy where he can tackle, he can hit, he can cover, he can do all these things. Obviously a very more of a raw prospect and, and we can't even begin to start that conversation. But I think strictly from that, that is very encouraging. This dude just seems like he's all over the field. He's making plays. And uh, the Colts obviously felt like the talent was worth trading away some future investment there. So first three rounds, the Indianapolis Colts in total had four picks. They picked they picked Alec Pierce. They picked Jelani Woods. They picked Bernard Raymond. And they finished it off with Nick Cross. Now let's move on to day number three. So the first pick that the Colts had here on day number three was pick 159. And with that pick, the Indianapolis Colts added Missouri State defensive tackle Eric Johnson. Now, Johnson was a guy that was fairly productive in college at Missouri State. The Colts obviously felt like they needed to add a little bit more depth. This guy had seven and a half sacks last year, guys. So he has some athletic traits that the Colts really felt like they could use at the defensive tackle position. And uh, I just think it was a really nice sign in there for your interior. You, know, you lost a guy like Taylor Stallworth, who did play significant snaps for you last year. You do have some questions on, okay, 
Where does Dio exactly fit into this mold? Is he more of that three tech? Is he more of that defensive end? Needless to say, you added a little bit more depth there at defensive line. So I really like that pick quite a bit. Uh, the Colts' next pick was in round six. They had pick 192 from Minnesota. And with that, they drafted another tight end, Andrew Ogletree from Youngtown State. Now, this guy, obviously, more of a project here in the sixth round. But, you know, the RAS score and all that stuff, this guy is a freak athlete as well. Um, and, and you'll notice this trend with the Colts. All their guys had really high raw athletic scores. All these guys were physically just freakish. Now, these guys, obviously, a little bit less known, more of these smaller schools, Missouri State, Youngtown State, and stuff like that. But I think the thing you like is these guys, they're exactly what they're supposed to be in these fifth and sixth rounds. They, they got some blue chip talent, right? They got some blue chip talent that you can you feel like you could potentially mold into being quality players for you moving forward. That's the thing here with, with both these guys, with Johnson and Ogletree. They're both physical freaks. While they're from younger schools, there's obviously questions about the level of competition they played. But physically, they've got what you're looking for. Also in round six, pick number 216. This was a compensatory pick for the Colts. They select... Defensive tackle from Cincinnati, so they add another defensive. They add, add another defensive tackle, and they also add another Cincinnati Bearcat. They add Curtis Brooks, and I think this in day three guys was undoubtedly my favorite player. I mean, Alec Pierce talked about how Curtis Brooks was one of their best players on defense last year, and for a team that in Cincinnati that was a Final Four kind of playoff team, that's huge, man. I cannot believe that Curtis Brooks fell all the way to pick two sixteen. I mean, that's crazy to me. There are questions on his size, right? He's a little bit smaller. So where does he fit in exactly? You know, and things like that. He's not even 300 pounds. But uh, this guy, I think he really has something. He has a motor. You know, he's got a motor. He's got a drive. So I wouldn't count him out to potentially make some noise there in the preseason and training camp and stuff like that. He's a guy to watch. I think he's probably my favorite pick here in day number three. And then the Colts rounded it out in round seven. Pick number 239, they selected Rodney Thomas, safety slash corner from Yale, and just another freak athlete kind of guy, you know, good RAS score, all that stuff. Didn't know a ton about this guy, but, you know, I think he needed to add a little bit of depth there at cornerback, so the Colts elect to go in round seven, which I think was probably a little bit of a surprise. I think a lot of people, including myself, felt like maybe the Colts would go maybe more that fourth to fifth round and go try to find a corner there. But all things considered, guys, Eight picks for the Colts here in this 2022 draft. I thought it was a really good draft, especially in day number two, where you were able to address wide receiver, tight end, left tackle, and also you know potentially help out your safety room there, um, especially with Kari Willis entering now a contract year and all that stuff. So overall impressions, guys, I thought this was a good draft for the Colts. I thought they did exactly what they set out to do. The fact that they were able to get another pick in the third round and help out potentially another position for the long term. I thought that was a great move by Chris Ballard and company. And uh, guys, I said it before and I'll say it again, all these guys that they drafted were freak athletes. And that's exactly how what you want, right? I mean, obviously you want good players, but you know, especially in those later rounds, you want guys that you feel like are going to be matchup nightmares. And the Colts already have some of those guys on their roster even before the draft. You know, and now they feel like they're going to add some more guys that could really help elevate this team moving forward. I think the biggest surprise to me was I wasn't surprised that the Colts drafted a tight end. I think I was surprised that the fact that they drafted two because they already have two ones that I felt like they really like on their roster. And I feel like they still do, but uh, I think the fact that the Colts now have four tight ends on their roster that really could have some playing time. I don't know how much 
obviously Ogletree will year one right away, but I think I was a little bit surprised at that. Also, I think I was a little bit surprised the fact that the Colts did not address interior offensive line at all in this draft. Like not once, not one pick was here was interior offensive line. I feel like they're going to probably address it in free agency, sign a guy. Uh, I know there's a couple guys like Eric Flowers is a name that a lot of people have thrown around and stuff like that. And also I, I do wonder this. Because I thought the Colts might double down on wide receiver, and they didn't. They just drafted Alec Pierce with their first pick, and they didn't address wide receiver the rest of the draft. So I do wonder, is a guy like T.Y. Hilton potentially still in the fold? You know, Add that veteran presence in there. We know how much the Colts have said and been on record in saying that they like some of their young guys. But right now, the Colts wide receiver room, guys, is extremely young, right? I mean, I think right now Kiki Cutie is the most veteran guy, and I put that in quotes, veteran guy, because... I mean, this guy's 25 years old. So I think needless to say, I would not be opposed to adding a vet in there. You know, a guy, obviously the Colts have Reggie Wayne, who was one of the greatest receivers of all time, especially in Colts history, um, to help out. But I think a guy like T.Y. Hilton would do wonders for a guy like Alec Pierce. You know, Alec Pierce's knock was was the route running. T.Y. Hilton is the master of that, right? So I think that could be potentially a really good fit. And, uh, you know, the Colts kind of been like, they haven't really given us an answer. People have speculated. I would not be opposed to bringing a T.Y. Hilton back, not really counting on him to really do a whole lot, but I think he's just his vet presence in there. And, and you bank on potentially, this guy could play. You know, you, you bank on, okay, was it more of a Carson Wentz issue last year than a T.Y. Hilton issue? I mean, obviously Hilton was injured last year, but when he was on the field, was Carson Wentz just not getting him the football? And now with a Matt Ryan, maybe he can have a kind of a bounce back year here. We'll see, guys. We'll see what that happens. But I just wanted to give you a quick draft recap. If you guys haven't checked out the undrafted free agent one as well that Derek did yesterday, be sure to check that out. And uh, guys, there's a lot. And I, and I will say before we go, I really like this undrafted free agent class as well for Indianapolis. So let us know, guys, in the comments what you think about this Indianapolis Colts 2022 draft class. Um, I'm going to have a video coming out tomorrow, kind of giving a grade on this draft class as well. I'm going to have my friend Andrew Thomas in and potentially Derek. We'll see what happens there. Um, on to kind of discuss the draft grade from the Colts. We did that last year, and a lot of you guys seem to enjoy that, so we're going to do that again. But guys, let me know in the comments what your thoughts are on this draft class. And also, thank you guys for all your support of us this weekend. Lots of content that came out from this channel, and we hope to bring out a lot more content here as we kind of enter into this dead period before training camp, before really anything happens. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all the support. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.